0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Gelman Report. I'm your host, Ellie Gelman, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the NFL draft. So this past week, the NFL draft um, happened, of course. Um, and so in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the winners and losers from this year's NFL draft. We're going to be going over two teams who I think you know lost this draft, and then two, thing, two teams who I think Won this draft. Right before we start, I want to give my honorable mentions for, I have three teams who I couldn't talk about really so in depth, but three th- three teams who I think really um, had great drafts, and that is the Ravens, the Panthers, and the Eagles. They all drafted, you know, exactly what they needed. The Ravens got two great wide receivers, um, you know, and Rashad Bateman, and in Wallace. Then the Panthers, they got you know J.C. Horn and Terrace Marshall, and the Eagles got exactly what they needed in Devontae Smith for a star wide receiver for Jalen Hurts. So big props to the general managers of the Ravens, Panthers, and Eagles. They are all winners from this year's draft. Now moving on to the losers, um, and we're going to be going uh, much more in depth on them, starting off with the Green Bay Packers. So even before the draft started, the Thursday morning before the draft, the Green Bay Packers had automatically lost when the news came out. Um, you know, Adam Schefter tweeted that Aaron Rodgers, the their star, you know, quarterback, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl champion, MVP, um, announced that he is wants out of uh, Cara, that not Carolina that he wants out of Green Bay. So, of course, to start off, even before the draft, that is a major, major loss. Um, you know, that is just, you know, heart crumbling, I guess you could say if you're a fan and especially if you're part, you know, of that franchise. So then moving on to Thursday night in the draft, they, um, they, instead of drafting a first round wide receiver, which is Aaron Rodgers' one request every single year, he always asks that they draft wide receivers, you know, cause they have Devontae Adams, Adams, but the rest of their, you know, Wide receiver, uh wide receiver, you know, uh, wide receiver what's it called? Uh the rest of the wide receivers, I guess you could say, are just not, you know, are a little weak on the weaker side. And so Aaron Rodgers, you know, always is requesting that the general management draft a wide receiver in the first round. But instead of listening to what their star quarterback has to say, they draft a cornerback in Eric Stokes out of Georgia. Again, just want to reiterate how mind-boggling this move is your star quarterback wants to leave you just figured out this this morning you know instead of trying to get him to stay and instead of trying to please him in what he has requested from him you go against what he says and you take the opposite position in a quarterback Um, you know they did get a wide receiver later on in round three with Amari Rodgers out of Clemson who is a good player don't get me wrong but there was a lot of talent available on the board you know, in those late 20s where the Packers were drafting. They could have gotten Elijah Moore, who uh, went to the Jets in round two. They could have got Rondale Moore, who went to the Cardinals again in round two. Or they could have gotten Terrace Marshall Jr., who I mentioned um, in the beginning of the podcast, who um, who went to the Panthers, who was a great wide receiver um, out of LSU. Any of those guys would have been better than Amari Rodgers. I don't want to hate on Amari Rodgers. He's a good player, but that's why he was drafted in the third round, because he's a third-round talent. They could have gotten a much better player, and, you know, preferably I would have wanted them to draft Elijah Moore or Rondell, or Rondell Moore, um, but no, they had to take a cornerback, um, which is going to just upset Aaron Rodgers even more, and that is that is why they are the major losers um, of this year's draft. Um and then just moving on to the to the rest of their draft. They they got a center later on in the draft. Um and again, I don't wanna I'm not trying to hate on Eric Stokes. He's a great player. Um, and I think he's gonna, you know, be a good cornerback in this league. He's a solid cornerback, but I think that he was now what Aaron Rodgers wanted and they just screwed up the situation so much. And in a later episode, we're gonna be talking about who I think uh, should trade for Aaron Rodgers and the best fit for him, but Green Bay Packers definitely taking um, an L um, in this year's NFL draft. Then moving on to the second loser of this year's draft, and that is the Las Vegas Raiders. So the Ve- the, the Vegas Raiders, the the Las Vegas Raiders, yeah, the, they not in Los Angeles anymore. The Las Vegas Raiders probably had the worst pick of the first round maybe you could even say the entire draft so their first round pick at number 17 they drafted offensive lineman alex leatherwood out of alabama so coming out of alabama leatherwood was a he was a solid prospect but definitely definitely had some major weaknesses um you know looking at a lot of the draft reports that i've seen a lot of scouts seem to say that he has a uh, he lacks a quick first step um which uh, because of, you know, the lack of speed and, you know, agility and quick first step that he has, um, he has trouble blocking quick edge defenders um, at, at as the ball snaps. Um, and so that weakness, uh, that major weakness of his, was shown during this past year's Senior Bowl, um, where he was pressured a lot, gave up a few sacks, a lot, um, a lot of quarterback pressures. Um, and because of this, you know, mediocre performance this had a lot of scouts questioning him as a an elite tackle um in this league so this was all around this was everywhere in the news Mel Kuyper was saying it um every single draft report was talking about he's going to be drafted of course but maybe he's not as you know top tier offensive lineman as we think he is and definitely not on the level of you know christian derisad Pene sewell guys like that but it seems that the Raiders had their own scouting and scouting, and they disregarded um, that performance and you know all the scouting reports that came out on him, and they took him with the 17th pick. Um, I think that again, Alex Leatherwood is going to be a great, is, a, is going to be a fine player. But they needed an offensive lineman. They did get they did get that pick correct, but they probably got one of the worst ones available. Um, At the time, there was Christian Derrissaw, who I think was the third best offensive lineman, not third actually, but one of the best offensive linemen in this draft. They could have gotten Tevin Jenkins, another great offensive lineman who we're going to be talking about later. So they got the right pick, the right position, but they didn't draft the right player. Um, And I think that is an issue, especially if you are going to try to compete, and especially in the AFC West with all those great interior Um, all those great defensive linemen, you're going to have to have a great offensive line, and I don't know if Alex Leatherwood is going to be able to do that. So that is the first questioning, the first questionable pick that the Raiders made this year. The second is Trayvon Morig, who they got um, with the 11th pick in the second round. So I think that this is not as bad as people are making it out to seem. I think that He's a. This is a not a great, a good value pick for the Raiders. He was the highest ranked safety in this year's draft, but major, major injury injury concerns for this uh, for this player. He hurt his back uh, throughout college, and you know, uh, recently went through back surgery. So that's a major flag, um, especially at the safety position, uh, where if you're going to have in a a serious. Uh, a serious back injury, you're not going to really be able to play at such a high level. So, that is, I would say, a questionable pick for them, especially for a team. You know, I don't think the Raiders are contenders, but they have a good coach and they have some really great players on their team. I definitely think they can make the playoffs. So, why would you take a risk on a player like Trayvon Morrig with those injury concerns? They must have had their own scouting. That's just a question that, you know, I would have asked myself, as a you know, in in um, if I was drafting for these Raiders. So two questionable picks for you know this Raiders team, who is going to have to compete with the stacked AFC West. Of course, you have the Chiefs, arguably the best team in the NFL. Then you have you know the Chargers, who had a rough season last year, but Justin Herbert is a star in this league. They had a great, they had a not great, they had a pretty good draft. Um, you know. The Broncos have really good players. The only position they need to figure out is their quarterback. So they're on the come up. The Raiders are probably the worst team in this division, and they're drafting these two players who might, necess- not, might not necessarily pan out as they want them to. Uh, as they want them to. So yeah, I would have to give the Raiders um, another similar to the Packers in L for this year's uh, draft. Moving on from the negative, let's go to the winners of this draft. And that, starting off, that is the Cleveland Browns. I think that the Cleveland Browns had one of the best drafts, where it was one of the teams that had the best draft this year. Um, To start off, they got a top three corner um, in Greg Newhouse, the second out of Northwestern, with the 26th pick in the first round. So if you look at before the draft, most mock drafts had uh, Newsome, new not Newhouse, new um being in the top twenty, um, and so yeah, most draft, most mock drafts had him in the top twenty, um, but they got him at twenty six. So to get a to get a top defensive player, you know, six picks below what they, I guess you could say, supposed to be drafted at, is a major steal for the Browns. Newhouse, as, as I mentioned before, is one of the best. Is probably the the second tier of, you know, of quarterback in this draft after Pat Surtain and JC Horn. Um, he's going to be a great addition to that already stacked secondary Secondary that the Browns have. They're now going to have Greg Newsom II. um They're going to have Denzel Ward. They're going to have Greedy Williams. Um, they're going to have Grant Delpit. If all those players uh, can stay healthy, those are two of the best corners in the league and young corners in the league in Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams. Grant Delpit is a very underrated safety, in my opinion. And Greg Newsome, Jr., second, excuse me, not Jr., is just going to continue to get better with this great defensive scheme they have in Cleveland. So I really like this pick. I think it was really great value um, for this 26 pick. Um, getting, I think, of a, a player of a caliber in the top 20, you know, close to the 30s, is, you know, really great drafting and great scouting uh, by this Cleveland Browns team. Um, so that was the first round pick that was, so that was just, you know, the first pick that I really, uh, liked for them. Uh, then we move on to the second round and this was arguably a better pick. And I think of this second round pick, they got the biggest draft draft deal of the entire draft in Jeremiah Owasu Koroma. Again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but, um, um, Jeremiah, a linebacker out of Notre Dame in the second round. I picked 20. Jeremiah was the second best linebacker in this draft, only behind Michael Parsons, who might have been the best defensive player in the draft. So they got a top, top tier defensive player in this draft, who is easily projected as a first rounder, and in some mock drafts, as a, a top 15 to 20 pick, they got him in the second round, and not early in the second round, they got him with the 20th pick in the second round, almost the third round. That is just again, we, you talk about amazing value. That's exactly what you want to do in this draft. That is phenomenal value. Jeremiah the, is a quick, uh, versatile linebacker who in college played great coverage, you know, zone and man. Um, and one of his big strengths was open field tackles, which is exactly what in this fast paced offense that the league has, especially in the AFC with, you know, the Chiefs, um, you're going to have to make open field tackles and that's exactly what jeremiah does and so we spoke earlier about the browns secondary um which is amazing with greg Newsom the second and you know all the other players they already had but you know if you add jeremiah to the front seven it's looking like one of the best in the league you go oh, go ahead let's just go through the list you got jeremiah who we, j- we just been talking about and hyping up as one of the best defensive players in the draft you got miles garrett arguably you know the best defensive player in the league probably second you know after uh what's his name Aaron Donald I forgot I forget then you got Jadavian Clowney, who you know if he can stay healthy is one of the best defensive ed, um, ends in the league a, a sack machine a crazy at qb pressures takes a lot of a, uh, a lot of attention on the offensive line um and they got Malik Jackson in in free agency who is just a big guy to have on your front seven. So if they, if Jeremiah turns out to be that star linebacker that we all expect him to be, and if this front, and if this defensive line can play like how they're supposed to and how they have been these past few years, the Browns are looking like a real threat in the AFC, um, especially um, in their own division. I would take them over Pittsburgh, definitely the Bengals, you know, maybe not the Ravens. I would say, pretty even with the Ravens, but the Cleveland Browns are looking really good. The only thing that's gonna slow them down is their quarterback, Baker Mayfield. And if he can play well, I can I think that the Cleveland Browns are going to make a big, big run in this year's playoffs. Then moving on to the last team that we're gonna be talking about, and I was so excited to look into this team, and I'm now extremely excited to talk about it, and that is the Chicago Bears. So let me start off by saying earlier in earlier in an earlier episode when I was grading some of my favorite and least favorite um, off-season moves, I talked about the Bears' quarterback situation. I said that it was a, not a bad move, but it was a waste for them, and they really screwed themselves by signing Andy Dalton because they missed out on a lot of players that they could have signed or you know traded. They could have traded for Sam Darnold. They could have traded for you know Carson Wentz. They could have traded for Matthew Stafford. Um, They could have, I guess you could say, traded for Deshaun Watson, who is in his own situation now. But at that time, they could have traded for him and they could have traded for all these players, but they didn't end up doing it. And so they signed um, Andy Dalton to, you know, a $10 million deal, which you're not going to be able to win any. You're going to be able to win games, games, maybe one playoff game, but not multiple playoff games with Andy Dalton as your quarterback. So they had to sign Andy Dalton and they had Nick Foles. So it was just a big waste of an offseason, basically basically giving up. Um, So yeah, I had said all of that earlier in an earlier earlier episode, excuse me. But the general management and the front office of the Bears saved this tragic offseason by trading up in this year's draft and taking a quarterback, and that was Justin Fields, again, quarterback out of Ohio State. If you could you know hear my voice right now this move's got me very very excited and let me explain why the bears got Justin Fields with the 11th pick in this year's draft after they traded the 20th pick the 164th pick um, and a 2022 first rounder and a fourth rounder so they traded overall four pit, well three picks in um, their own to get Justin Fields so that's a lot of picks um people are saying that they got you know that they got traped and that they gave way too many picks? I don't think so. I think this is good value for a team that has never had a good quarterback, really ever. Um, They screwed it up with Mitch Trubisky. They screwed it up by signing Andy Dalton. They screwed it up by trading for Nick Foles. They screwed it up with you know Jay Cutler. For years, they've been having quarterback trouble. And this was the draft that Matt Nagy and the general management said, we're going all in and we're getting our quarterback. And they did that by drafting Justin Fields. I think that fields before the draft or I still think now he is the second best quarterback in this draft class after of course Trevor Lawrence who is the best quarterback prospect ever and I don't think a lot of people would agree with this because recently, right before the draft and you know a few weeks before, Justin Fields was getting a lot of hate for I think for nothing. if you go through every single quarterback prospect, he's obviously better than Mac Jones, okay he's more athletic and yeah that's not even a problem. I think Zach Wilson is going to be a bust. I do not see it in him. I had trouble with him with his college competition. He's going into a terrible situation in New York. I don't trust him. Trey Lance, on the other hand, he's going into a great position in San Francisco. Um, He is, you know, he's a good quarterback, uh, extremely athletic like Fields, but has to work on his accuracy. But Justin Fields has all that. He has the accuracy, he has the athleticism to frame. I think he's going to be the second-best quarterback in this draft, and he is going into a Bears offense led by Matt Nagy, who I think has also been getting a lot of hate just because he's playing with terrible quarterbacks. He's a great offensive coordinator and coach, and Fields is going to go into an offense that has a lot of weapons, which is really, really vital for a quarterback to succeed. We saw last year that Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, really, both went into offenses, offenses, um, with, you know, crappy offensive lines, of course, but, you know, top-tier wide receivers. You know, with the Bengals, uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, you know, A.J. Green, John Ross, players like that. And uh, for Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams. And I think that Fields is going into a cylinder position. Of course, you're going to have Allen Robinson, who is one of the best wide receivers in the league. Darno Mooney, who showed flashes last year of being a great wide receiver. Tariq Cohen, who's coming healthy, uh, who's going to be healthy this year? Off an ACL tear, David Montgomery, who really started to play well last year, uh, Jimmy Graham, and you know Anthony Miller are also good, you know, supporting pieces. So a lot of offensive weapons on that um, offense um, that's going to help Fields out. Um, and you know, along with uh, you know drafting Fields, they, the Bears also drafted a great offensive lineman in Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. One of the best offensive linemen in this year's draft is going to really help. Fields get comfortable in the pocket and anchor uh, is going to be an anchor for that offensive line, which was uh, below average last year. So the Bears, for years, they've had everything. They've had the offensive weapons. They've had the coach. They've had you know the solid off front office. They've had the amazing top tier, top five defense. But the one thing they've been missing has been the quarterback. And now they finally got their quarterback of the future, and they are going to run. I think the division. Aaron Rodgers is going to leave Green Bay. That, the, the Green Bay Packers are done. Okay, the, the Vikings, they have, they have, you know, Kirk Cousins. They're going to win. You're not going to be able to win more than 10 games with Kirk Cousins. So they're out of the equation, and the Lions are out of the equation because they have Jared Goff. So um, they're, I think that this is the division – this is the Bears' division to win. They have to start fields, maybe not right away, but they're going to have to uh, towards the – you know, at one point in the season – And I'm excited for the Bears. I'm going to be a big Justin Fields fan and a big Bears fan, um, you know, for years to come. And hopefully, hopefully uh, he has a great career and leads the Bears to, you know, Super Bowls and, you know, great seasons. Uh, And yeah, so that is the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, and Instagram. And make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. It helps... Off doing all that really helps us grow and i would just be amazing um and yeah so thank you guys so much for listening and goodbye